This week on Melanated Conversations, we amplify the voice of a sister who really knows the power of her purpose and is utilizing it to help others move into their own. On the show this week, we want to introduce you to Miss Brittany Sherrell of the Fulfillment Factor brand. In our chat today, Brittany opens up the lens to life events that triggered the powerful shift in her life, which allowed her to create this move framework that she is now utilizing to encourage others to pursue their own fulfillment factor. So join us for some refreshing soul food today as we chat with our newly acquired cousin, Brittany Sherrell. Welcome to Melanated Conversations, our narrative and our perspective. Here on the podcast, we are amplifying the voices of Black women and sharing their powerful stories of transformation. I'm Tarian. And I'm Yana. Let's start the show. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Melanated Conversations. I am your co-host, Yana. And I am your co-host, Tarian. And welcome back to the show. So today we have um, a very special lady on the show today um, who is going to share a little bit about her story and some fabulous things that she has going on. I want to welcome you guys to our guest today, Ms. Brittany Sherelle. Welcome, Brittany. Thank you. Welcome. (laughs) with you ladies. Yes. So, Brittany, we connected actually through the WOC podcaster. So, I don't know if you guys remember in our previous episode, we actually had the founder of WOC podcasters on the show. And this is just another great um, experience from that. It's just that networking and connecting. So we're excited that Brittany said yes to connect with us. And yeah, we're going to just talk through some things. But Brittany, again, just thank you for joining us. Uh, we're excited to chat with you today. We actually usually start our our show off with a round of what we call rapid fire questions. But I think we have renamed it from one of our lovely guests, previous guests and good friends, Keisha. Hey, <laughs> um, we have somewhat renamed our segment to Rambling Fire Questions. Yeah. <laughs> because we like to ramble a little bit. But are you ready to ramble? <laughs> <laughs> so these are some like some fun, some like lighthearted questions. Actually, I think we're gonna do a little self-care check-in. So we like to call this um what do we call this, Terry? I guess like our self-care senses. I don't know. Yes, the, the five senses of self-care. Yeah, the five senses I, of self-care. I don't self-care. know what we call it, but we're, <laughs> we're going to ask you a few questions and um, we'll answer these as well. So are you ready to get started? Let's do it. All right. All, all right. right. So we're actually not going to do all five senses today, but we're going to do three of the five senses. So the first sense that we're going to talk about is sight. So what does self-care look like for you? 
self-care looks like so when you say look like you mean like what am I doing what well, yeah what are you seeing what are you looking at maybe what are you reading any you gotcha. know it, yeah so for me self-care definitely includes reading and I'm probably reading I'm y'all I love reading books written by women I mm-hmm. just I've noticed a pattern you know, in my reading habits that I just gravitate towards books that are written by women. And so one of the books that I enjoy rereading is The Breakthrough Souls Souls Separately by Brandi Harvey. It just breaks so many of those Black woman narratives that we've kind of fallen into. Mm-hmm. And it's a great book. It's not super long. But she just gets to the heart of the matter. And it's a great book to read and reread. What was the name of that book? Yeah, I was just about to ask. I was going to write that down. (laughs) The Breakthrough is Sold Separately. The Breakthrough is Sold Separately. Okay. The Breakthrough is Sold Separately. And you're going to see either a cup, a mug of coffee, or a glass of wine while doing (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. I like how you read. Right, right, right. We can girl, we can go ahead and start a reading circle right now. You oh, have all you the qualities. I'm mad at it. Okay. Y'all know I'm, what about you? I'm with, I'm with on that. For me, it's it's as of lately, y'all know I have my little mini quote unquote office. It's really a converted closet upstairs that I have turned into an office. And I have my little corner and just reading and writing. Actually starting this read, I've been starting back writing poetry that's like one of my biggest things that I love to do as far as expressing myself so self-care looks like me you know dropping a few lines about things that's on my mind See, you're, trying to, you're trying to throw lines out right no, now no I'm not <laughs> trying to throw lines out right now okay so what about mm-hmm. you oh and and, and um, I will and I will add a glass or two with that as well so amen yes <laughs> So, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm not a reader because I do read. Let's get that straight. But but I am different in the sense that I do. Obviously, I enjoy more visual stuff. Yeah. So I enjoy movies and stuff like that. So actually, I just watched and I don't even know if this is this. This came out recently. I just watched this the other night and it was actually a really, really, really good movie. Or I thought it was a really good movie that had a pretty decent message to it. It was The Invisible Man with Emily. Oh, gosh, I can't think of her last name right now. Stormy Reed. My girl girl Stormy Reed's in there. A couple other people. It was actually a pretty good, good movie. It was like a thriller, but it had a good message, an underlying message as far as like dealing with uh, domestic violence and stuff like that. So in a really women's empowerment type of movie. So I thought it was a pretty good out. Huh? I said, I have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually really good. And I feel like they, I want to say that it's somewhat of a a remake, but I think they completely like change the storyline. The storyline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, as far as reading, I actually am, which I read the Bible all the time, but one book that I'm actually in quite heavily right now is just the book of Psalms. And I think just because David laments a lot in that book and realizing, y'all know, I've talked about this, just kind of, you know, being in a weird space right now, I think all of us are just kind of dealing with life. Life is differently and we're just trying to cope. And so I've just been able to try to get my mind space, mind in a different head space and 
and just reading him lamenting and all the, the things he kind of dealt with and just being able to kind of like absorb myself in that has been somewhat helpful. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm going to have to add that to my, my, my book list. Um, Cheryl, I do. Have yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll have it in the show notes for you guys too. Cause I'm there like, what was that name of that again? So we'll have it for y'all. Okay. So next one, what would you say self-care tastes like for you? Okay, so obviously coffee or wine mm-hmm. and chocolate chip cookies. Hey! <laughs> she is me and I am her. Good. <laughs> and ice cream. Come on, now she, she is us. She is us. She, oh, you speaking my language. Girl, Come on, chocolate chip cookies and ice cream. That's what it tastes like for me. Girl, you family. We, we not that family. We, she family. We, it's nice to meet I, you, cuz. We didn't even know. <laughs> that is how I that is how I rock. Now any other time I drink straight water. And for me, that is also a form of self-care. Yes. Um, I think. And my I had an aunt who was really overweight. And she's actually gone on now. But during that time she was trying to make lifestyle changes. And one of the things she did was start drinking nothing but water. And I spent time with her every day and somehow she converted me to drinking nothing but water. And now I don't, I don't really have a taste for soda, juice or anything like that. So I like outside of coffee and wine, give me water. That's all I want. Ooh, I'm trying to catch that water spirit. I really am. Ooh. <laughs> I, I like the water version that God turned over to the wine. <laughs> That works for me too. Much. <laughs> I, I'm a, yeah, I'm, confirm, I'm gonna confirm everything yeah, that Brittany just said, especially about their water part. I same way. Like I drink at least about. I try to drink about ninety ounces of water every day. Yeah, and I'm so good. Huh? I said bless both of y'all. Y'all are so good. <laughs> <laughs> and I will notice that I like I even though I do bloat at least once a month, but it does it just helps with like the overall like kind of extra bloatedness that I can maybe get maybe from something I've eaten. And I don't really have a taste for like other super sweet drinks or anything like that, except for the same. Give me some wine. I'm not ever gonna turn down no wine. Uh, <laughs> so I agree with her on that one. I think for me. What self-care is tasting like for me right now, okay? My daughter just had a birthday this past Sunday, on Easter Sunday. And we ordered a cake from our our, our former guest. I think she was on, what, about two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. About two weeks ago. Karen, um, hey, girl. Karen Brown from uh, <laughs> Labor Love. Love Bakery. And my goodness, we did a half and half uh, velvet, red velvet and a half uh, crazy strawberry shortcake cheesecake. My God. Ooh. Jesus is in that cake. I, I told it. you. Yana knows. Yana's the one that put oh, us on Oh, I know. It. Jesus is our taste tester. He approves and stamps those cakes. <laughs> he, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And my goodness. Like, I had, I was upset when we interviewed her because I hadn't tasted any of her cakes yet. And, uh, child, that's that. So that's that. That was a blessing, and so that's helping me get through this week as well. So yeah, that's what what self care tastes like right now. 
Well, for me, self-care, and I agree for all those things that y'all said as well. For me, my family has been spending a lot of time lately cooking together. So we have just made all kinds, tried all kinds of different recipes. So we try to make each night, since we can't necessarily travel to different places, we will transform different nights as like we're traveling to Korea. So we'll try to figure out a, a Korean recipe or my Thai or yeah yeah I know I love all Asian food so we've been eating a lot of Asian food that's kind of my thing <laughs> but what did we have last oh actually yes, last night we kind of we cheated we just had like a burger or something but yeah we've been like even like my daughters they've been really into like baking and like cooking from scratch so Sunday for Easter my oldest she and my youngest they both made a homemade vanilla um, buttermilk cake with homemade cream cheese frosting and yesterday no the day before yesterday my youngest she made her first homemade no-bake cheesecake uh, with her dad so they just been like self-care has tasted really good in this quarantine I must say we've been eating all kinds of things and learning just different about different cuisines it's kind of been more of like part of our curriculum too like learning about the culture as well as cooking in the culture so that's what self-care tastes like for I love me. it Y'all so creative. <laughs> it's really because I like to eat and I have to try to find a new way, uh, way of saying, I, mean, I want to try some food. <laughs> I want to eat. Hey, this talk about me eat. bringing y'all a piece of cake. Like, y'all know where we live. Y'all go ahead and slide something in the mailbox. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, make a change. <laughs> she did. It's actually good. She makes a little homemade graham cracker crust and everything. And okay, don't it. play with us. Listen. <laughs> No, but yeah, so that's that's what it looks like for me. All right, so I guess we have one more and then we'll get into our topics today. Yeah, so last one. Brittany, what does self-care feel like for you or to you? Self-care feels like peace. It is just a sense of, of fullness and stillness mm-hmm. for me. That's what it feels like. I can eat stuff, but, you know, it still feels like I'm centered. It feels like I'm grounded. It feels like my life is meaningful and the work I do is meaningful. Yes. That's beautiful. I know. I like that. I would say for me, definitely this week, self-care feels like rest. I'm always just like super, super busy. He really trying to fit everything and on the plate, trying to just work through everything. And, you know, this time is really like gotten us in a place where you got to really be intentional about your, your time, your space, your energy, like making sure that you are good in my body. I would push my body sometimes to the extent that as far as I can and it's gotten to the point where my body starts to it's I'm becoming more aware I need to like some things can wait. Every email doesn't have to be answered right when it needs to be. You gotta give yourself some time to pause and some breaks. So definitely for me it's been the rest. I've been taking quite a few naps this week and it's been feeling very lovely. I've been ready to introduce it to nap time and I am loving it. I may I'm have one today. <laughs> I'm an advocate of naps. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so yeah, resting has definitely been benefit there's just definitely been something and also just being at peace with accepting your rest. We can not necessarily meaning that, you know, rest doesn't mean fighting that it. you're not fighting it. 
yeah, not fighting it. But for me, it's, you know, I feel like it's this battle for me. Like if I'm resting, it means I'm not getting anything done. It means I'm not, I'm not contributing or I'm not, you know, it's this kind of battle of like, if you're not doing anything, you're not accomplishing anything. You're, mm-hmm. I don't want to use the word lazy because I know I'm not lazy, but you know, when you, so that battle of trying to fight that and like, no, you just need to rest. Everyone rest is essential. So yeah, just kind of getting acquainted with that and really allow my body the time to, replenish yeah yeah that's good that's really good that's a word (laughs) i'm not gonna go there but that's a word (laughs) i think you know for me and and i'm gonna talk specifically this week as well yana you know i think self-care for me this week i have cried a lot this week and you know i think you know sometimes you think well oh if you're crying like you're out of control of everything and everything is like falling apart and while yes for some people you may be feeling that way I think it's it's okay to, to cry it's okay to release it's okay to feel your emotions which yeah and 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 Yana and other people some you know people that are close to me know that I have a hard time like I guess practicing emotional integrity mm-hmm. and like really just you know what I mean feeling my feelings and so I've been able to do that a lot this week or even just talk through a lot of things that I probably normally wouldn't talk through. And so, you know, while some things may be heavier than others, like I, it's fine. I've been, it's, it's been helpful. It's been helpful to release because that means that I'm not carrying off the burdens of, you know, the heaviness of those, some of those things I can release them in one way or the other. So yeah, that's what self-care feels like for me. I'm brought that up because that's one of the things that Brandy brings up in that book I mentioned, The Breakthrough Soul Separately. It's just how, especially as Black women, we've seen the narrative play and replay over and over again where we've seen women handle grief and burnout in unhealthy ways, but that was really because they, in a lot of senses, didn't have the luxury to handle it any other way. Mm -hmm. You know, even dating back to slavery and how women would see their husbands being lynched or whipped or killed or sold off somewhere else. And they have to jump right back up the next day and get back in the fields as if nothing happened, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just kind of carried through generations. You know, you just see your aunts, your, your grandmas, your, the women in your life, just, just kind of like skip over their feelings. Like they don't really give themselves the time to just feel or, fall into the trap of like comparing our stress and strife you know you vent to your mom or you vent to your sister and you're like hey girl I'm struggling with x y and z and then she's like girl you think that's something let me Mm -hmm. tell you what happened to me and we don't even realize this unhealthy cycle that we're creating around grief and so sometimes we just have to relearn and and un to rip away those um, limiting beliefs around grief and burnout and understand that we deserve to be able to just sit with our feelings sometimes. And we deserve to be able to just cry about, even if it seems like nothing, you know, don't pass judgment. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she don't kind of about nothing. No, just allow ourselves and the people, the women connected to us to just sit with their feelings sometimes. 
Yes. That's mm-hmm. me. Yeah, that, yeah girl. Mm-hmm. The Britney child. Woo. <laughs> we, why are we going deep on rambling fire questions? Oh, today? no. This is good because this actually leads into a, <laughs> This actually is a good segue into our conversation. Because um, we're going to have, I think, that topic along carries weight into a lot that we're going to talk about, especially with some of the work that you're doing with women and, you know, and helping women to fulfill, you know, their passions and pursue what their calling is. And, but we'll, we'll break down a lot about kind of what Brittany does and she'll tell a little bit about her coaching practice. But before we actually get into that, Brittany, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and a little bit about your origin story? Yeah. So I am... I am a woman who decided to become the person I needed at a very uncertain time in my life. I decided to not allow other women to go through it without having a place of refuge. And and that thing is being in a space where I felt like I followed the script. You know, I went to school and got my degrees and got married and I thought I did everything right, and I still was laying up at night unsatisfied, frustrated, feeling overwhelmed, burnt out, you know, questioning what is is even my purpose in life. But everybody else thought I had it together. I looked like I had it together, but on the inside, I was really going through hell. And so what I learned was that success and satisfaction don't always go hand in hand. And that missing link is what I call the fulfillment factor. So everything I do, that is my jam, helping women find fulfillment so that they can live with meaning and lead with confidence. Yes, I love that, the fulfillment factor. Mm-hmm. What was the thing you said, success and... Success and satisfaction. They just don't always go hand in hand. Yeah, that's good. That's Wow. Write that down too, y'all. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Just because I'm the writer, I mean, I got to take the notes. I'm no, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> but I am taking notes. Um, <laughs> I've got to finish your <laughs> So, So, Brittany, what were you doing that led up to this point where you realized that you're in a space that you were kind of like... I don't want to say going through the motions, but because I, I really resonate with your, what you were... Um, mentioning and that's kind of where I was too in this place shoot not even just what a year or two ago is when I was transitioning out of corporate I was I found myself in this space of like just going through the motions like like just like you I I did everything that I was told or recommended to do go through all you know go take the classes go get your masters you know you follow this process work your way up you know but Honestly, the path that I took was not necessarily the path that fulfilled me. So what life events took you to that point to where you was like, it's now for me time to redirect? So before I before I even got married, I was actually in a physically and verbally abusive relationship. And I had this moment where I knew I was about to take my last breath. And I I couldn't even speak. So the only thing I could do do was communicate with God in my head. And and all I could say in my head was, all I could think was, God, I know you did not create me to die this way. And in a split second, he gave me the opportunity to get away. And it's something about when you have a moment where you know it's, you're on your way out. And 
you approach life differently. Like it really communicates to you in a way clearer than anything else that life is finite. Like there is an end to it and you have no control over when that happens. And so from that moment forward, I knew that I wanted to be intentional with my time, where I spent my time, money, energy, and resources because I never knew when when you, we don't know when our time is up. And so when my time is up, I want to know that I gave it all I had. And so I got out of that situation and in my mind, I was thinking, okay, girl, go and get, go and get these master's degrees and, you know, you'll eventually find love again. And like, I was checking off these things on this list. And what I found was as I'm checking them off, I'm still, I'm still missing something, you know, and it was one of those things where this is something people don't really talk about. It's something that people struggle with and they go through, but nobody's really talking about it. And so you feel so alone. You feel like you're the only person dealing with it. And you can't, you feel like you can't really speak up about it because your family and friends won't understand Well, you have a good job, Well, you have degrees, Well, you have a good relationship. And that whole and it's because you're doing things that they aspire to do. And so to them, you must be ungrateful or you must just be spoiled or, you know, like there are these connotations about what that means. So you kind of have, you feel like you have to shut other people off because they don't really get it. You can't have those conversations with them. And the truth is God has just called you to do more in life. And that's okay. You know, I was teaching, I was a middle school educa special education teacher, and I just knew, like, my heart was in it, but there was something more. Something was just missing in my life. It was, and I couldn't put my finger on it. And I remember I went through this really dark, dark time where I was anxious, like, every time, it was leading up to my 29th birthday, actually and every time somebody mentioned my birthday it just my goodness <laughs> it really took me to a really bad spot and it was because I realized I had generated this whole list of what my life was going to look like by the time I turned 30 and it finally hit me girl even if you start today this list is not going to be done by 30. Mm -hmm. It's not. And I, I kept praying and asking God for forgiveness. And then I remember in December of 2018, he was like, girl, listen, you don't need any more of my forgiveness. You need to forgive yourself because you've placed these limits on yourself. You've placed these, these timelines on your life and you weren't even authorized to do that. And so once I forgave myself for even putting that type of pressure on myself, it opened me up to being able to see that life is so limitless if we just pursue it and, and not pursue it based on what other people think that pursuit should look like. And just be really intentional with, with how we spend our time, who we spend it with, spend our resources and our money and our energy, all of those things. And so... After that, that's when I founded uh, my original business, The Intentional Mindset, because that's exactly what it took, was being intentional in how I approach life to make sure that what I'm doing is a true reflection of me 
not what people told me I should do, not what the books say should be the next step, but what fulfills me, what makes me feel alive on the inside. Wow. Wow. Do you mind me asking, how old are you now? You're what? 30. 30 now. When? In January. Oh, okay. Well, welcome to the Dirty 30 Club. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Fun fact, I am a former uh, special education teacher as well. High school. Yes, 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 yes. So I know, I understand all the fun things. Okay, let's talk. And you and you just went, you talked about so many things. I was like, man, if we could take that alone. That could be an episode. That alone could be an episode. <laughs> we went through so many things and so many life lessons that, that we could definitely talk about. But I want to kind of segue specifically into your coaching practice. So you've kind of you, you got you got to a point where you I almost feel like essentially you wanted to pay it forward um, and, and start to help other people. Can you share a little bit about your mission to serve the the people around you, your community? Yes. I honestly, now, when I made the decision to help other people, I did not see it as coaching at all. And so one of the things that I do when I'm helping women is, is encouraging them to be committed to the vision, but not attached to how you get there. And that is something my coach shared with me because when we are committed to the vision, it doesn't really matter how we how we get there. And if we try to force it to be one way, we a lot of times deduce our impact to something much less than what it should be. So for instance, I started designing inspirational journals for women. That was how I started. You know, in my mind I was like, I'm gonna change the world by designing inspirational journals. <clears throat> newsflash <laughs> somebody might be able to do that but not I and <laughs> I actually um was invited to speak at a conference and when I literally as I stepped off the stage women were coming up to me um just saying how their life was changed and how I was speaking the exact things that they they had been struggling with with tears in their eyes and I was like, this is, this is it. You know, these journals, it's going to be really hard for me to reach people in such an authentic way just by designing a journal. Journals are kind of impersonal, you know, journals could be an extension of this, but I was like, this is what I want. I want to create more of this. And so that is when I made the shift to speaking And then in speaking, you're introduced to more and more people who want more than just a one-time event. Mm -hmm. You know, they want someone to actually take their hand and walk them through the process so that it takes the guesswork out of it. And so after women started asking for more, like, you know, well, well, how can we work together more, you know? And I was like, well, I don't know. Email me. Let's talk, I guess, (laughs) you know? And so... Honestly, when you understand the value of your vision, you will understand that it's going how you get there is going to shift and it'll expand into different things that you probably didn't expect. And you just have to keep an open mind to that and keep keep your goal at the forefront of your mind. Like me trying to impact women and change their lives and help them find fulfillment doing those journals, I probably would have built a business that I grew to resent 
because it was taking me away from what makes me feel alive. And what makes me feel alive right now, speaking and coaching may not make me feel alive, you know, three years from now. So understand that just like we evolve as people, so does our purpose. So does what fulfills us. So don't try to just make something fit. Yeah. What What would you say are some, as, as you've been <clears throat> on this journey of coaching, what would you say has been kind of like more of a trend that you're seeing from your clients as it relates to their guidance and support from you? I would say the number one thing is, honey, learning how to shed other people's opinions. Mm. Like there's just this tendency among women to be everything to everybody. But we leave ourselves out of the equation. But how can you fully pour into other people if you're not pouring from a full place? Come so, on. Yeah, I mean, so we're you're doing a disservice to the people that you love and the ones you're trying to serve. You're actually doing them a service because you're showing up less than full. So it's about understanding the dynamic of doing the self-work the work on self and prioritizing self-care and, you know, doing it unapologetically, not feeling like, I'm like, I remember last year there was this conference and I was speaking to the conference organizer and she was saying that she actually had to shift the title of her conference. It used to be called, I can't remember the name of it, but she had to shift the title from, from being a retreat to being a conference. And she said that one change of that one word made almost a 50% difference in the number of people. It was a women's conference in the number of women that signed up for it. And it was because the women felt guilty about investing money in a retreat. Because that sounds like I'm taking care of myself. Versus investing in a conference. Oh, well, I can justify that. That is development. You know what I'm saying? But self-care, a retreat, all of that is development. All of that makes us better. All of that makes us show up in the world as a higher version of ourselves. So it's all important. But that's just the mindset that a lot of us have adopted as as if we're not important enough to prioritize what makes us come alive. We love to cheer, be the cheerleader for everybody else. When it's time to mm-hmm. put self first and set set and enforce some boundaries, yeah. then we get we get quiet, we get mm-hmm. shy, we get withdrawn, we start feeling guilty and all those things. But you have to protect your peace so that you can show up full. I like you. <laughs> I don't just say that to people, okay? First of all, I like you. You are wise beyond your years, yes. I think. And like God has given you a gift to really be able to see things clear and quick and and then to be able to share that with other people. That's that's really cool. As an extension of uh, your coaching practice, you are the host of the Fulfillment Factor podcast, which helps women snatch back ownership of their dreams. Now, what was the inspiration behind the creation of your show? So the podcast is every episode is 10 minutes or less. It's a snack size podcast. And the purpose behind that is because of this mentality we have, 
where we tend to not prioritize self so that I can make sure I could reach as many women as possible. I decided to provide short, super short episodes. So there's no excuse. You can dedicate 10 minutes, sis. And that is so that I can connect with women in a way that lets them know you're not on this journey alone, you know, and your dreams matter because the gift and everybody has a unique gift. Whatever your gift is, there are people who are assigned to you and they're waiting for you to show up in the world. Like they are, they need what you have to offer. And every time you put your dreams and goals on the back burner, you're robbing them of that opportunity. Like you may have more time to, to give birth to your dream, but they may not have more time to get what they need. So you have to understand that it's of utmost importance for you to just snatch snatch back ownership. Like, girl, you are needed. You are needed. Are you someone who's ready to get your voice out into the world? Have you been considering starting your own podcast and not sure of all the things it takes to launch your show? Well, At Levels to Lunch, they've done all the groundwork to help you turn your dreams into streams. With professional knowledge and experience in strategy, recording, editing, and presenting, they have all the resources to help you in your journey in launching your show. From the do-it-yourselfer to that time-strapped podcaster that just needs to get it done, they walk you through every step to get your show launched and ready for the world. So go ahead and take that next step and make your podcasting dreams a reality by visiting levelstolunch.com. Again, that's www.levelstolunch.com. How often do you record? Like, when do you release your episodes? Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, 10 minute snack bites. <laughs> If y'all can digest all all our episodes. <laughs> oh, you have something to hear? Yeah, just quick, quick, like super duper quick. She said something that was profound, which, <clears throat> but it's something that was like one little thing that, that okay. just sounded mm-hmm. different. When you were talking about how, you know, um, just ultimately the idea of like, you could, if you're not, you know, feeling your purpose, basically, you could be missing out on helping somebody else that's mm-hmm. waited that you know that you know God has placed in your life for you to help them. You also mentioned like the idea that because it's not even about necessarily you, but it's mm-hmm. about the fact that this person may not have the same amount of time that that you have. You know what I'm saying? I never even thought oh. about it from that standpoint because mm-hmm. I'm always like, yeah, you don't want to rob people of their blessing because you're not fulfilling like what you're called to do. But the idea that that other person may their time may be their window may be a little bit shorter. Yeah. I um, never even thought about that. That's all. I was like, dang. Okay. Oh, that's a good point. That's, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's path is different. And we don't, yeah, that's, that's true. I didn't think about that way either until you um, kind of expounded more on that point. For you, Sherelle, I know one of the big things that you like to help some of your, your clients, individuals um, through your coaching is helping them move past what a lot of us struggle with, especially with as an entrepreneur, I know for sure, firsthand, is moving past this this uh, feeling of imposter syndrome. Why is this so important to you? And have you yourself kind of walked this path, even as an entrepreneur, like having bouts of imposter syndrome? Definitely. So 
research has shown that at least 70% of people have experienced imposter syndrome at some point in their life or career. And I think what makes it so important is that imposter syndrome has the ability to drive how you how you do everything. If you're always walking around feeling like you're a fraud or feeling like you don't deserve to be in a certain position of influence or impact or people are going to find out you're not as smart as you really are, that is going to make you go through life playing it really small. And it's going to cheat you out of the big experience in life that God wants you to have. And so it is so important to overcome that and understand that the people who, who lead with confidence they really aren't any different than you. They're not more talented. They're not smarter. You know, they're not more diplomatic or anything. They just think differently. Mm-hmm. So all you need to do is adopt new thoughts. You've got to pick up, you got to throw away some stuff, throw away some, some patterns of thought, and then you got to pick up some new ones. And it's, I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. And that process may not be simple in itself, but that is exactly how that works. You just got to think different. Yeah, it's definitely sharpening those mental muscles and training your brain to just reshifting your thinking. I definitely agree. Is is probably that simple concept alone would shift so much of our dynamic and because like you said, your mind powers a lot of you, and it has kind of this thing. You know, not saying that you know we don't all sometimes move into this space of fear and self-doubt but you can conquer through that by just shifting your thoughts around it because not everyone was born with the answer or right at the exception of their idea so it just takes time and training yourself to you know to move through it and I love that that's a big portion of kind of what you help guide individuals through because that is key right it's, it's really not, it's, it's really just, like I said before, adopting those new, those new thought patterns and, and understanding first and foremost that even, cause you see it a lot, you know, someone gets a new position and on the inside, they are just frantic with fear. Like, oh my God, these people are going to find out I really don't deserve this. Or, you know, they get a new leadership position or you know, people see them speaking somewhere and they create a big impact and they're fearful that people are going to find out they're not who they seem to be or something like that. And here's the thing, like you said, no one knows it all. No Mm -hmm. one does. Mm -hmm. And so when you are gifted an opportunity or given the opportunity to expand into something new and try something new, understand it's a learning opportunity and learning makes us all better. So there's nothing to fear. Just see it as, wow, even my mistakes are worth it. Even my mistakes are valuable enough for me to hold this type of influence because they know I will be able to leverage my mistakes in a way that is still going to create massive value. That's all that means. It's not that they put you in position to not make mistakes. It's just that they trust you know how to leverage your mistakes. That's it. That's great. 
Host, having your own coaching business. You are also an author. And in your book, also titled The Fulfillment Factor, you introduce your moved framework model. Can you break down the framework for us and how the and how you apply it to your coaching? Yes. M make a commitment. You have to be and making a commitment is only saying you are going to take responsibility to complete what you set out to do. A lot of times people say they could, they struggle with um, consistency. It's just all about taking on responsibility. Like if you seriously take responsibility for what you said you were going to do, you'll follow through. Oh, open your mind. Like I said before, you have your vision, but you cannot be attached to how you get there because otherwise you are going to cut your impact, your influence, your ability to change lives. You're going to cut that short. B is all about vision. You have to have a plan. You have to have some where you're headed. If you have no vision, honey, what what are we doing? What what are we doing? Where are we going? What is what what is this? And then E is execute because there's no point in having a vision, having these great ideas, and just carrying them around in your head for ten or fifteen years because it ain't an idea without implementation is nothing. So execute. So that is the move framework. And we work through how to apply that to where you are now and where it is that you're trying to go in life, because it's always going to require those four things. Those are great. Uh, would make a commitment. Open your, open your open mind. mind. Vision. Vision. And then eat. Execute. Okay. Now you also, the book also has like a, a journal piece to it, uh, a connected with it, right? Or something? Yes. At the end of each section, there's, there's an activity for you to work through because there's no point in me giving you the plan if you're not going to do the work. Perfect. Yeah. Makes sense. I love that. Okay. Go ahead, No. So um, let's talk a little about kind of your transition into the space that got you into coaching and entrepreneurship. How has this transition been for you? Like, when did you know it was time to make that transition and what difficulties did you face going, moving into this space, you know, transitioning? I'm assuming, are you still teaching? Are you- and that's something that people are generally shocked to find out is that I am still a full-time special education teacher in this moment. But like I said before, What makes you feel alive in this season may not make you feel alive in the next season. And you have to be open to flowing with that. So I cannot guarantee how much longer I'll be a full-time special education teacher. But as of presently, I am. And it has presented challenges, especially because teaching is so hands-on. It's not like a more more hands-off position where if I'm taking off from work, Oh, it's just, it just means some extra paperwork will pile up. It's not like that with teaching. There is no replacement for that, if that makes sense. So finding that balance between, you know, like booking, speaking engagements, and also still making sure that I'm fully present for my students has presented some challenges, but I take them in stride because like I said, you know, well, one of the things I, I, 
I do want people to understand is that when you get into entrepreneurship, we crave a blueprint. And the God honest truth is there isn't one. Mm -hmm. Because chances are you're doing things that haven't been done before. There may be people who have done similar things, but nobody has lived your exact life. No one has has the same exact script that you have. So instead of trying to follow a blueprint, understand you just got to flow. You got to find a way to make things, make them fit. You know, there is no such thing as work-life balance. It's work-life fit. How do they, how can I make these two elements of my life fit? And it's the same way with entrepreneurship. And if you're still working, if you're called to do something else, that does not necessarily mean you have to jump ship fully into entrepreneurship. (laughs) That's not what that means. And it also doesn't mean that you're supposed to stay in in a full-time position somewhere else. You just have to understand you're not following anybody else's script. There is no blueprint for you. There isn't. You are creating it as you go. So just keep your mind open and flow with that. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly with you. Even in this space with Terry and I, we were just like, we started out, you know, don't get me wrong. It's definitely great to kind of look at different resources and look at kind of if you can not reinvent the whole wheel, if you can look at something as a guide. But like you said, your path is your path. And, you know, you have to walk that to see how that, you know, unfolds for you. And the biggest piece of that is that, like you said, you're not going to know what that is until you move and you're going to fall along the way. Because we have had some falls and some scrapes. But you, I think those moments present the most times to the greatest moments for learning. Is when you are walking through it and you don't know and you kind of fail forward through it. So, yeah, I agree that you, you definitely like and I agree and I love that you share that, you know, you're still working full time and it's not, you know. It, it, it's a process and mm-hmm. but you still are walking in your calling you're not allowing you know you don't have to give up one thing to pursue the other you know sometimes you have to there's going to be somewhat of a balance of both or you know you, you it, this is important even to in right now because you think about I hate to keep bringing up the time that we're in right now with coronavirus but even more so fulfilling that path in your calling you can still do that in addition to whatever your main thing is even if it's not something that you pursue something fully but just it's something amazing about when you walk fully into something that you're called to do when you pursue that when you start pursuing that thing man it it just involves you as a person so uh, first off i commend you for you know doing both as well as in this time i want to ask you so are you teaching online right now too? Has that been a shift for you with how things are going on right now? Yes. Yeah, so it has been challenging. So this week where it's actually considered, even though we're out of school, you know, due to what's going on, this is considered our spring break week. So I was able to take a bit of a breather this week, but especially for special education, you know, we are a lot everything is individualized. So, you know, people, I don't think really understand how that affects us as teachers. We, because general education teachers can basically create a blanket lesson for everybody, you know, and either teach it live or, you know, send it out, whatever. But when you have 
when you're in a special education space and, and you're delivering services that are individualized, that means I, what one lesson that works for one child will not work for the other 20 something kids on my caseload, you know? And so it requires a lot more interaction, a whole lot more communication with parents and students. And especially again, there, even in this space, there is no blueprint. We've never been here before, you know, and I feel like the work that I've been doing in my own space, you know, walking in my calling prepared me so that when other teachers were panicking, I'm used to being flexible and resilient and innovative. I'm just used to doing that on a daily basis. And so what you'll find is the things that you're going to encounter in your your entrepreneurial journey are really going to build some transferable skills should you ever be in other spaces, whether it's working or consulting or whatever, the skills you learn from entrepreneurship are golden. And you learn them in a very intimate way because whatever you you are pursuing in your entrepreneurial journey, it is a direct impact on you. What I do when I'm working for someone else it might have a direct impact, but in a lot of ways, there are so many channels before it really impacts me, you know. But in when you are pursuing something that you're called to do, any and every decision you make, you're going to feel the direct impact of it. And so because of that, the skills you learn, you learn them, you just learn them in a different way. They have a different, they carry a different weight when you're doing it for yourself for something you've built yeah I was gonna say the same thing that Yana said I applaud you for for being able to do both so well and you have 20 kids on your caseload that's 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 a lot that's a lot and especially right now but like you said there is something different about being a sped teacher where you just have that it's part of the game you have to be flexible. You have to be able to differentiate for your students uh, opposed to a genetic teacher. So, but I do, I know, I, I know about the, the, it's just different. It's different. And it, it takes a lot more, I think, than what genetic teacher. And and shout out to the genetic teachers. I'm not trying to play my, my genetic right, teachers because right. y'all work hard too. And y'all are doing an amazing job uh, right now. But I know that the game is a lot different um, in SPED for sure. So man, shout out to you. I do want to ask the question of how bad do you want it? I ask yeah. myself, even when it comes to my students, how bad do I want to create a better life for them? When it comes to my business, how bad do I want to create something mm-hmm. global to help women unapologetically pursue what makes them feel alive? Mm-hmm. You know, so when it gets tough or when it's very challenging, all I ask myself is how bad do I want it? You know, because mm-hmm. if I don't want it, then don't dabble with it. But if I mm-hmm. want it, then I got to press forward. That's Period. Find a way. Yeah. How bad do you want it? How I love bad that. do you want it? I know that's not how the song go, but I just <laughs> <laughs> but I call it like I already do. Brittany, I want to ask you what has been the most fulfilling uh part of this as far as as personal growth and as well as you being able to to reach others and help them out. I would say seeing myself do just seeing my stuff do things I never imagined I would be doing. I never imagined having a podcast. I mean, I didn't start listening to podcasts till last year. 
And now I've had a podcast almost nine months, I think, you know, and having a book and just, I just seeing myself tap into things that I haven't seen anyone else in my family do, you know, or people around me do. And seeing that direct impact on other people. Because another thing that most people don't realize is that I'm an introvert. So with that being said, I had to learn how to balance what I do with making sure, again, I'm still showing up full. So, you know, for me, what that looks like, (laughs) if I'm going to be at a conference speaking, then that whole next day, I'm probably going to just need me time to just decompress and not be around people because people I feel deeply. And so it requires a lot of energy out of me when I'm, I'm around large crowds and stuff and just owning that, like not being ashamed of it or feeling guilty about it because I know there are other people who probably feel called to do stuff and they're like, but I'm an introvert. Like I don't even do people like that, but it's bigger than you. It's not even, it's, it's about you in a certain sense, but it's way bigger than just you. It's about navigating new ways to operating your calling and make sure you're still showing up full. Yeah, man. Brittany, girl, just know that just this is you are definitely walking the path designed for you. Just keep gear. Just, just stay yes. on it. I, I see so much. I just see so much for you. And I, I, I love to hear how you know you're being moved into your calling and i just know by you moving you're helping so many others move into their space that that's designed for them so keep that up keep it up I appreciate it. <laughs> and and i also want to say and you make it easy if that i don't and i don't know if that what i'm saying makes sense like you you make the process you break things down to where i mean they're just very easy to understand um and very easy to comprehend and and like the work that's kind of like you, you you talk about like leaving the guess guessing work out of it and you know it's, at the end of the day it's left up to that individual to change their mindset but you make the process easy mm-hmm. in a in a very ta- very good tangible way and I don't know if it's just the way that you're speaking or the information everything it, the whole you've got the whole package I mean she's really. naturally a teacher you can see <laughs> yes. that those elements from yes. out of her yeah. So. Maybe that's what it is, child. Girl, <laughs> you would have thought I'd have. I should have known. But it's, it's it's a deeper gift. I mean, she has that that natural teaching ability, which makes sense why you're a teacher because you naturally mm-hmm. that because. I'm going to be honest, not everybody can teach a concept and break it down, but also apply it in a way that's so relatable. And you have a good way of just driving all those elements together. So. That's why I was like, yeah, just definitely you 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 are walking in the right way. So just to stay on. I it. <laughs> you like are doing incredible work to like creating this platform for women like me to help other people is incredible. That takes an un- insurmountable amount of of courage and commitment to do that, and especially having co-hosts because. <laughs> I do solo episodes. You guys are co-hosts having to coordinate each other's schedules and the schedules of guests. You know, me being a fellow podcaster, I understand. I see y'all because that takes work. Thank thank you. you. (laughs) 
Thank you, thank you. No, we appreciate that. It helps that we're cousins too. You know, yes, it does. I can I can just be like, Terry, uh, I'm gonna need you to clear your schedule. No, I'm just messing right. with you. <laughs> we're flexible. Really like <laughs> 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 we all know cousins don't act right sometimes. <laughs> no. You know what? Honestly, we it's it's no. we it don't even we don't even really be on that type of energy. Ooh, we don't we're at all. That's a <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. And I just don't want you all to, I want you all to understand and not downplay the dynamic of what you all are doing because y'all are creating a safe space, a safe space for black women and women of color to just be real about what we're going through. Cause mm-hmm. there are so many conversations that are just kept in our heads mm-hmm. and we're all suffering in silence. Yeah. Thank you for that compliment. I, you, yeah. That. <laughs> That really touches the core of, you know, what Terry and I aim for the show. So, you know, when you hear it from others, it's just not that we do this for validation, because we don't do this for validation at all. And but, you know, to hear it, though, it, it definitely d- keeps us going, especially when we get to those those difficult times where it's just like, man, are people getting it? And. Honestly, you know, while we definitely want our show to grow and we want it to reach and touch others, not even just those who are black women, because honestly, we we're telling our stories. It is for us, but we not that we have to display or show ourselves to, to prove a point about ourselves, but we we're tired of everyone doing this on our behalf. But but from us, if you want to if you want to hear the real, if you want to hear what we're going through, you want to hear the great things that we have going on here from our mouths ourselves. So. So, yeah, I, we, we just thank you for that because that definitely, you know, above all accolades, that is what we want. We want yes. to that message to get across. And when you hear that come back and return to you, that that's what you're getting. That's fulfillment. That girl. Absolutely. That's the fulfillment I was like, factor. I, was like, we feel, I feel seen. We feel yes. seen. That's a beautiful thing. Yes. yes. I definitely see you guys and I don't take it lightly. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Why y'all even have me crying on the show today? <laughs> we're, we're actually overdue from no, you. Tyrion has a cry, um, a cry, a cry meter for me. I <laughs> <laughs> but Brittany, before we actually close out the show, I have a few questions. Actually, one last question for those that are listening. Do you have any tips that you can offer, especially as we're, in the, we're going through this time right now where we're in this new space? Can you offer a tip or two for someone to officially use their time during this pandemic? Yes, I would say take time to really explore the things that you do with excellence and with ease. I, in my book, I talk about, I give the example of brushing hair and it seems so simple, but a lot of times we, we think that fulfillment is supposed to come from these really, really extraordinary things happening and it's usually in the simple stuff the stuff that we feel like is just way too simple to be it but I use the example of brushing hair you might be the best in your family at brushing hair and when y'all have Sunday dinners again after this is over when y'all have Sunday dinners at grandma's house everybody might ask you to brush your hair or scratch your head or whatever and it may seem like or grease their hair it may seem like something so small, but it creates so much meaning and creates a lasting impact for the people you do it for. That might be that thing that you are called to do. It doesn't mean you have to go and 
create a podcast. It doesn't mean you have to go speak on global stages. That's not it for everybody. And just knowing that whatever you do with excellence and ease is going to make you feel alive in some capacity on the inside. But explore those things and figure out what makes you feel the most alive. Because it may seem like brushing hair is something small, but I know personally growing up, a lot of the people who were older in my family, they loved that. Like they love for you to grease their hair and brush their hair and stuff. And there are tons of elderly people across the world in nursing homes and rehab facilities and stuff who would love to have someone come in to just brush their hair and give them the gift of touch and time, you know? And so don't feel like what you're called to do has to be this immaculate thing. It could be something that you really just overlook, but you really do it with excellence and ease. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I, I, I love that you brought, you mentioned even just the concept of brushing your hair and you talked about like grazing the scalp because that was and I think our last chat when we talked about self-care what does it feel like that was one of the moments that I called out was I meant like self-care for me feels like my grandmother parting my hair and mm-hmm. greasing my scalp that that it's just something or just like the massaging of her fingers through my head when she's washing and just taking it's that care so when you said that that just took me back to that place and that visual man not only that (laughs) i mean just think about the fact that we are sitting in this space where we have this platform to to share our narratives and our stories and we can sit and just freely say talk about grease and our scalps because you know (laughs) that the our other friends like we you know what i'm saying like that's not part of their conversation natural conversation Mm -hmm. we didn't even have to explain that to anybody like, we know what greasing your scalp is. <laughs> can relate to that feeling that yes. she's talking about. Like, we know exactly what, what she's talking about, how that feels. Or yes. my comb. <laughs> Don't let your hair be a little, little damp. That I don't want to give no hot comb after I got my scalp greased because that's fresh and it's sizzling. No. <laughs> no, yeah, that's so true. Oh, okay. So as we wrap, we we do we always ask our guests one a question that relates to um, a power word that guides them through the year. Uh, I know 2020 has been a little different than most years for us, but what would you say if you can think of one word? What would that one word for you be for 2020 that's guiding you? My word is refine. It is about taking what I already have and refining it so that it's the best that I can produce. Up until now, I've spent a lot of time and invested a lot of money and energy in gathering new information and new new concepts and all and new resources, all of those great things. But now this is a season of refinement for me, just taking what I have and and making it better, making it the absolute best that I can offer. Well, that refinement. Yes. Yeah. That's that was different. I haven't, you know, we've I, no, I love it though. I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause that's definitely I feel like that's man. I need Take to add that to my just I need yeah. to add that to my list. No, <laughs> Everybody's giving us some good words. And I'm like, I got a, I got a whole book of words for 2020 that I need to follow. So refinement is going on the list too. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Brittany, do you have any new projects that that will be coming out this year? 
being as such, I'm in a season of refinement. I'm just taking what I have and making it better. Mm-hmm. So even actually with that being said, with refinement, my podcast was actually called the Brittany Sherelle Podcast. And I recently last month changed it to the Fulfillment Factor Podcast. Mm-hmm. My book got a makeover. I gave it a facelift, had it redesigned. The content is still the same. But it's like those those things that we sometimes just skip over because life is so busy or it pulls us so many different directions. I wanted to make sure that everything I did made sense and was in alignment with with my whole being, why I'm doing what I'm doing, and making sure that it's communicated clearly wherever someone may meet me. So if they meet me on the podcast, they already know it's about fulfillment. If they read my book, they know it's about fulfillment. If they go to my website, it's clear because everything is communicating the same thing. So I'm not um, creating, my goal is not to create new stuff. It's just to make what I have better. Well, there it is then. Perfect. Perfect. I got nothing on that. (laughs) (laughs) How can our listeners, Brittany, connect with you if they want to work with you as well as, you know, follow you and, and, and get connected with all the work that you have going? So my website is just BrittanySherelle.com. And on there, you can find the links to, you can listen to my podcast. You can find the links to subscribe. I'm on Apple, Spotify, almost anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, on all social media at Brittany Sherelle, I keep it simple. Like I don't, I don't make people have to work hard to find me. Hey, that's how it that's that's how it has to be. <laughs> is that is everything you said so everything is under Brittany Sherrill, correct? Yes. Okay. We'll have everything linked in our show notes for you guys. So yes, check her out. Check out the Fulfillment Factor podcast every Tuesday on your favorite platform. Grab the book. We'll have the link and everything in our show notes for you guys to guide to Brittany and her platform. But again, Brittany, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story. Again, as we mentioned, you have it and you girl, just keep just keep moving with it. Um, we definitely know you're going to go far and all, just all the success for you. Did you have anything to hear? No, thank you for helping us move today. <laughs> I see what you did thank there. Thank you for <laughs> moving <Okay>. to fulfillment. <laughs> I've really had a good time hanging out with y'all today. Yes. Yes. Thank you for accepting our craziness. I know that we, Terry and I, we, so we like to have fun. I, I'm going to quit calling this crazy, although we may have a little tension. I mean, but uh, we just, we, we really enjoy the women that we, we, we connect with on the show. And we just like to, this, it's a celebration. We just like to have fun. So we thank you for, you know, t- accepting all of us. Yes, and for our listeners, of course, thanks to you for always tuning in and helping us to continue to amplify the voices of Black women. Of course, our aim on this show is to always amplify our voices, share our stories, share in our successes, um, well, actually share in our lessons and celebrate our successes. And we just thank you for always um, standing behind us and supporting that. Again, check Brittany out and you can always check out Melanated Conversations. We are all on all social media as Melanated Combos. 
And you can check out all of our episodes on all the platforms as well. If you have a story that you would like to share, send us a note to um, info at Melanated Conversations. We want to get your voice out here too. I think that was all that I have. Any final words or thoughts to hear you? No, just once again, thank you so much, Brittany. It was an honor. It was a pleasure, an absolute pleasure to meet you, to have your, to have this conversation with you. And yeah, I just, you know, I think you're doing wonderful, great things. You're doing big things. You, it, like, like Yana said, you have it, all of it, the it factor. And I can't wait to see you on, man, on, on some stages, some really big stages and more stuff coming from you for sure. Yes, and if you're in the Dallas area, girl, let us know. Please. <laughs> yes, when they let us back in the outside. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, that is true. We'll be headed that way soon. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to head out, you guys. But as always, you know, as we continue to practice social distancing, just do your part so that, you know, we can go, so we can all go back out and enjoy regular life again (laughs) but until next time melanate on that thank you for tuning in hope you enjoyed our chat today keep the conversation going by heading to itunes to subscribe rate and leaving us a review have a story of your own to share email us at info at melanatedconversations.com or connect with us on social media at melanated conversations Till next time, keep raising your voice. voice.